Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another episode of Keep the Receipts, the One Man Fast Break. I'm your host, Altamash. Um, this week, we're going to be covering the NFL, and I did want to get into exactly the week three highlights and kind of my big storylines of what's going on. And so without further ado, let's start off with, I think, the highlight of the weekend, Call me crazy, but that 66-yard field goal by Justin Tucker for me was the highlight of the weekend. What an incredible kick. I can't believe he made it. He was on my fantasy team, so I'm glad he did make it. I ended up winning, um, but that's not the point. Overall, it was it was a good game. I really thought, first of all, going into the game, I thought the Ravens were going to handle the Detroit Lions easily and take care of business. But one thing you realize in the NFL... No game is easy, especially Detroit was playing at home. And they really have nothing to lose. When you have nothing to lose, you always you, you always give your best shot and you always end up playing much better because there's no expectations. And I think that's one of the big reasons, kind of going into a tangent about Jared Goff, I think that's one of the reasons that he's playing so well or at least playing much better is because he has no expectations. When you're playing with the Rams last year, their perennial... Playoff contenders, they're perennial. You know, we want to make the Super Bowl. The expectations are very high. So you got to live up to those expectations. And for a year, Jared Goff did that. But then the expectations, that's what separates the goods from the great. The goods can do it one year. But doing it consistently year after year after year separates the good from the great. And, man, I got to give Justin Tucker some serious love. First ballot Hall of Famer, an amazing kicker. 66 yards, sets the NFL record at the buzzer in Detroit. His previous last game in Detroit was also a game-winning field goal from 61 yards out. So I guess if he goes to Detroit, he will set all the records if he played for Detroit Lions. But it was crazy. I really didn't think he was going to make it. And then it bounced on the crossbar and it went over and through, which is crazy because usually if it bounces, it always usually goes out and you know, when you're a good kicker and you have good luck on your side, I guess the ball decides to go in for you as well. Did want to kind of cover uh, the quarterback for the Ravens, uh, Lamar Jackson. Didn't really have a great game. Um, very up and down, very spotty. He had a lot of chances to, you know, get away from, like, pull away from Detroit Lions. And they didn't clearly do that. And let they let Detroit get back in the game in the third quarter. And also into the fourth quarter, Lions had the lead. With less than a minute left. And Lamar Jackson. He made the plays at the end of the game. He converted a 4th and 19. He converted a pass to get Justin Tucker in range. Yes it was a very long field goal. It was almost at half field. He was at forty-nine yard at the 49 yard line. But props to him for being able to do that. But the inconsistencies of Lamar Jackson. Are one of the reasons the Ravens are going to be good or bad. Now that their running game is very depleted. They're down to the 3rd and 4th stringers. Yes, Latavius Murray is there. Yes, Tyson Williams is there. But you lost Justice Hill. You lost your, you know, your dark your 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 workhorse who was supposed to be J.K. Dobbins. And now you're scrambling around. And Latavius Murray is good. And they got Devontae Freeman in their practice squad. So they've got players. But Lamar Jackson is still the best runner on the team. And you can't just run it every single time. He's got to be better from the from inside the pocket as a quarterback and he's been spotty the one year that he won MVP he was great a lot of running including with efficient passing and he used to be better 
16 of 31, 287, one touchdown, one interception. That's okay for Lamar, but you got to be better. You got to be more consistent. You got to put the teams away. When you're up by 10, 15, 17 points, you got to go in for the kill and don't let them back. The big turnover, the interception really cost him and let Detroit back in the game. And Jared Goff, you know, they had the lead with less than a minute. So Jared Goff did what he was supposed to do. And you can't have that. You got to be better. Lamar Jackson has to be better. But we'll leave Lamar Jackson right there. We'll talk about the other top quarterbacks, uh, the top young quarterbacks in the AFC. I wanted to cover the Chiefs versus the Chargers game. And the Chiefs are under 500. I think this is probably the first time in Patrick Mahomes' career that they're below 500 and they're not leading their division at any point. They're looking up at all the teams. Denver's look really solid. Obviously, the Chargers went in there and beat them. And the Raiders are 3-0. So, the Chiefs have to get their act together. It's not going to be easy as it was. Broncos looking solid. Their defense is good. Teddy Bridgewater has kind of solidified the quarterback position for the Denver Broncos. They're not worried about Drew Locke being hit or miss. And very inconsistent play. And Mahomes. Let's talk about Mahomes, right? Nine touchdowns, three interceptions on the season. Great. He's thrown three touchdowns in every game. And Patrick Mahomes is going to put up stats. Everybody knows that Patrick Mahomes is great. I know he's great. Even when the Chargers went down the field, converted that fourth and nine, props to them for going for it, and then Justin Herbert was amazing in this game. Four touchdowns, zero interceptions, went into Arrowhead. Loudest place, loudest stadium in the NFL, loudest stadium in the history of everything ever recorded in terms of the decibel levels. Going in there, playing a turnover-free game in Arrowhead, Converting a 4th and 9, then throwing the touchdown to Mike Williams to ice the game and eventually win the game. Props to Justin Herbert. He is the truth. He's looking like the truth. I remember last year when he came in for Tyrod Taylor, there was always the the thing about, hey, is he ready or is he not? And then Tyrod Taylor unfortunately had that you know punctured lung by the doctor who gave him the wrong Wrong shot in the wrong area. Justin Herbert came in. Never gave the job back. He looked amazing. He looked ready. He looked prepped. And that's a true sign of a true superstar. A sign of a true professional. Being ready when your name is called. And he was ready and he's been ready. And this is probably his best game to date. In Arrowhead. Winning against the Chiefs. A division rival. Props to Justin Herbert. But let's get back to the Chiefs for a little bit. Yeah, Mahomes is great. Mahomes is still going to be great. Kelsey is still great. Tyreek Hill has been, he was great in the first game. And then the second and third game, you know, defenses have really said, hey, we're going to double team this guy. You're not going to get the ball. We won't let you beat, you, we won't let you beat us deep. You're going to get a stuff underneath. And that's why Kelsey is getting a lot of the targets. Not that Kelsey wasn't going to anyways. But with Tyreek being covered, you're going to be looking for more of the underneath routes. And Mahomes has to be better. Um, the Chiefs' defense isn't great, and Mahomes has to like overcompensate for that because their defense is just giving up all types of yards to all the all the teams that they're playing. You really could make an argument they should have lost the first game to Cleveland, and the Chiefs could be 0-3 to start the season, which nobody saw coming. Super Bowl hangover? Eh, maybe, I guess, but I still have faith in Mahomes, and I think they're going to be good. But the Chiefs still have some answers to do because their defense isn't good and Mahomes has to be great every single game 
not even great. He has to be spectacular for them to win the way the defense is playing right now. And hopefully the defense can turn around. Otherwise, the Chiefs are really going to be in trouble because the other teams in the in the division have solid defenses. And yeah, he threw an interception. He threw uh, Mahomes at two interceptions in this game. A couple, of, I mean, they, they weren't his fault because one maybe was behind the receiver that got tipped and picked off by Asante uh, Samuel Jr. But it was... It wasn't, a, it wasn't a terrible throw. So Mahomes is still going to do Mahomes things. We'll see if the Chiefs and the rest of the team can kind of follow along. Otherwise, the Chiefs might be in for one of those Super Bowl hangovers. Sometimes it happens to the team that wins the Super Bowl. Other times it happens to the team that lost the Super Bowl. And they start going in a spiral. Kind of similar to... This is not a one-to-one example. But that's what happened with the Atlanta Falcons. They reached the pinnacle. And then they blew the lead to the Patriots. And then it was like a complete decline and obviously it's not going to happen with Patrick Mahomes but sometimes teams do have that they have a Super Bowl hangover and we'll kind of see how that plays out I did want to kind of cover into another team Uh, I want to go to a little older team in the AFC and cover the Pittsburgh Steelers and with the Steelers there's really not much to talk about except the fact that big Ben Roethlisberger is washed up and that's just the sad truth about the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're not going to go nowhere. Because Ben is not good. And Ben is slow. And Ben makes too many mistakes. Ben is going to cost the Pittsburgh Steelers. They've got good players surrounding him. TJ Watt. Yes he's injured. you got Najee Harris who looks really solid. Great first round pick. Alabama. He had 12 catches or 14 catches. In, the, in their last game against in this uh, game that just went by against Cincinnati. But Cincinnati won that game pretty handedly. They were in control of that game. Ben is makes too many mistakes. Ben's always kind of been that. He's always made tried to make the play, tried too hard to make the play. And sometimes that's one of the things that young quarterbacks, not necessarily for Ben, but young quarterbacks do that, where they hold on to the ball too long or they try to fit into a window that they shouldn't be throwing into. And Ben's always in that. Even though he's first battle Hall of Famer, he's great. He's got uh, Super Bowl, two of them. He is, he wasn't MVP in either of them, though, um, for whatever that's worth. But he's always been a top five, seven quarterback for majority of his prime. And his, his prime's up. You see the difference between Tom Brady and him. Like, you just saw Ben's really not taking care of himself. And last year, you saw that where, you know, he just looked out of shape and didn't really want to you know you just didn't see the 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 wanting to do it like Brady does like Brady talks about I want to play to 45 I want to play to 50 and then you see Ben like he's not taking care of himself and the Steelers are going to be cost I Steelers might not make the playoffs if I make a bold prediction this year I think that's going to be my bold prediction maybe that's not even that bold I think Steelers don't make the playoffs this year's and when you're contemplating retirement kind of similar to what Drew Brees did last year and Ben did Last year, Drew Brees retired. Ben didn't, and you kind of see the you kind of see the the cause and effect of that. You get into a situation where your head's not fully in it, and it's, football is one sport where your head has to be fully in. Like Tom Brady, for example, who's older, substantially older than Ben, he's always in it. Everything he does is for football. Everything is ready for the fall and winter and February. Everything he does is for football. And if 
you're contemplating retirement, that means your thoughts are somewhere else. Your brain is not fully committed. And that's what it seems like right now with Ben. Cincinnati looked great. I uh, did want to kind of cover Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. That duo looks amazing. They're looking very similar to the LSU. Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase combo. And if anybody got Jamar Chase later on in their fantasy drafts this year, he's been a super home run for you guys. I'm looking forward to seeing that connection this season and going forward. Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, they look solid. The Bengals really have a bright future as long as Burrow can stay healthy. And they've got weapons. T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Taj, uh, Taj Boyd, Tyler Boyd. I'm sorry. Um, Tyler Boyd. And they've got weapons, and their defense is pretty solid. We'll kind of see how Cincinnati keeps playing around as the season goes on, but the future is bright in Cincinnati, and that's something that hasn't been the case for a while since the Carson Palmer days, to be really frank with what's going on in Cincinnati. But shout-out to Burrow and Jamar Chase. They're looking really good. Did want to cover... We already kind of talked about Tom Brady. I did want to cover his team a little bit. They played the Rams this week. That was... The game of the week in terms of 2-0 teams, both playoff contenders for sure, Super Bowl contenders, Rams and Buccaneers. And the Rams outplayed the Buccaneers on both sides of the ball and won pretty handily. The game, the score was only a 10-point game. It really felt after the first quarter, maybe definitely by the second quarter, it felt like the game was the game was teetering on getting a blowout for the Rams. Brady did all Brady played okay. He wasn't great. He got a lot of yardage at the end of the games, if you're gonna count that, I guess. But to me, the game was decided much before Tom Brady started trying to get points at the end of the game to keep it close. The Rams just look really good. Uh Matthew Stafford is showing why they traded Jared Goff in a first couple of first round picks to get him because now that he's got weapons and he's got a solid team around him. He's looking like the real deal. He's looking amazing. He could be in MVP contention uh, come the end of the season. And Cooper Cup has looked great. Cooper Cup has been the best fantasy pickup. Anybody who picked up Cooper Cup is probably winning all their games because Cooper Cup has been balling out of control. Leads the league in catches. Leads the league in touchdowns. And I believe he leads the league in yards too. And he's just, he's been amazing. And Matthew Stafford is Taking what the Rams were a couple years ago when they made the Super Bowl and just making him that much more lethal because of his accuracy and him just being better than Jared Goff. Jared Goff's decision-making is not as good as Matthew Stafford. And everybody always said, hey, if Matthew Stafford went to a competent team and he wasn't playing with the Detroit Lions, that you would see what kind of great quarterback he is. And you're kind of seeing that. And that's one of the same things. Very similar to Sam Darnold playing in, in Carolina. He was playing with the Jets. He looked incompetent. He was seeing ghosts as that you know viral video of him saying he saw ghosts in Monday night game against the Patriots. And then he goes to Carolina. He's three and zero. Yeah, they're not gonna they're not gonna be that great. Christian McCaffrey's injured again, so that's really gonna be a hamper uh, expectations for Carolina. But Sam Darnold looks really good, and he's looked great. This coaching plays a big part of it. The players around you play a big part of it. And just getting back to Stafford. On the other side, you got Aaron Donald, the best defensive player in the game by a long shot. And when you got that guy and you got, you know, at any, any point he could wreck the game, he's a game wrecker. And 
you also Matthew Stafford has got his deep threat with Deshaun Jackson who beat who beat the Buccaneers over the top and the Buccaneers defensive um defensive backfield is lacking to say the least a lot of injuries and they're also going to try out um what's his name Richard Sherman uh he's a free agent they're trying to bring him in to maybe help out that back end we don't know how, how much Richard Sherman can really give but hey he can't hurt because the way the the Buccaneers defend defenders are getting picked apart by good quarterbacks. It's going to be a theme the entire season until they may, they maybe will turn it around. But you got to get some good players. You got to get Richard Sherman. If anything, he could be a good player who's who's got great IQ and he's smart. And he a lot of the defensive play defensive backfield is knowing where to be at the right time. And Richard Sherman is one of the smartest players in the game, and he could really help them. And it can't be much worse than what they did. They've given up 300 yards to almost all the all three teams that they played this year except they got turnovers in the in the other games which was able to help them they didn't get any turnovers this time around against the rams and the rams handily beat them but i did want to kind of cover the last team on the list which was the last game of sunday uh, green bay versus san francisco this game i just want to talk about two things aaron Rodgers to Devonte adams that literally was the entire game that was all. If you knew nothing else, you just watched the game. You listened to Devonte Adams catching passes from Aaron Rodgers, twelve for 132 and a touchdown. Two big catches on the last drive with 37 seconds left against the 49ers. And there's not much to say. Devonte Adams is to me the best wide receiver in the NFL right now. If he's not one, he's two. You can argue Tyree Kill, DeAndre Hopkins, some sort of order of those three. You can throw a couple other names in there, but. Devonte Adams was a stud last year. He's a stud this year. He's probably outperforming both of those guys, Tyreek and uh, DeAndre, this season. And 37 seconds left with no timeouts for them to be able to get down the field and get a kick a field goal and eventually win the game. Props to Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest to ever do it. And you always that's that's how I felt about the Kansas City game as well. I just want to kind of mention that in. Even though Herbert did what he did against the Chiefs, I still felt like Patrick Mahomes was going to come down the field and score a touchdown and win the game. And that's how I felt about the the Packers. They had 37 seconds, no timeouts. I was like, hey, they still got Aaron Rodgers. They still got a chance. And 37 seconds, they just need a field goal. And obviously it didn't happen in the, the Chiefs game. And the Chiefs weren't able to convert. The Packers were able to convert. I don't know how... The 49ers did not double team Devonte Adams. Like you got to take that man away, and for him, for them to be able to just leave that guy wide open, and get 25 yards on the first play after uh, the kickoff is unacceptable. But once you give them that, then they're already at the 50 yard line. They don't need more than 10, 15 yards to kick a decently makeable field goal. And Mason Crosby has made big field goals. He did against Dallas in that playoff game. Uh, five six years ago so we know that he's got he's got the he can make clutch kicks and rogers got him in position and he nailed it and so the game was the game was kyle shanahan and this is one last thing i guess when with this kyle shanahan figures out a way to blow big games i don't know how he always manages to lose games but they got to get better because the 49ers have a solid team jimmy g is good but you gotta win. You gotta win this game. You can't be losing. You can't lose the game when you're up, and the other team has no timeouts and only 37 seconds left. 
The 49ers have to be better. And I think they will be. They'll be a, a contender uh, come down the stretch. But we'll kind of see how that plays along. And as long as Jimmy G can stay healthy. Last year, the 49ers had all these injuries, which really hurt them. And as long as they can stay healthy, I think they have a good chance. That'll conclude this week's episode. I do want to cover some of the Champions League that happened today. PSG versus Man City, which is a great game. Cover uh, Sheriff beating Real Madrid just a little bit. I might get into that on the next episode. And we'll start covering, we'll do a preview of the weekend coming up. Liverpool is going to play Man City, which will be a big game. And then obviously we'll cover some of the NFL games, the big games that might be coming up Um during the week, uh, Tampa Bay versus New England. In New England, Brady goes back. So that'll be something I'll definitely cover coming up very shortly. Things are coming up. Lots of big games coming up. So definitely there'll be more and more podcasts, more and more discussions about stuff. We'll kind of get into that as as the weeks go on. I do wanna, I'll probably have an episode out for you guys on Friday. And on that note, I'm out. <laughs>